Okay, uh, welcome to another edition of Culture Class Podcast, the podcast where we get to interact with people from different backgrounds, get to find out about other cultures and talk to people with different experiences. Uh, today is a special day. I'm kind of tired. Um, I'm in Vegas right now. Uh, I came to Vegas for my brother's birthday weekend, and I'm here with three friends. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourself? Hello, hello. This is Dayo, Dayo Falade. Dude, how, how much have you had to drink? <laughs> it's Vegas, it's Vegas, so you get to drink all day. That's why Vegas is here. All right, pass Mike. Who else is there? My name is Richard Iyari. Oh, it's my birthday, and I'm feeling really groovy and buzzed, and I'm so thankful to the guys for coming through for me. Can you say your real name, please? <laughs> my name is Henry Chibuzo. Don't pull the mic too far. You have to be closer right. to... My, the, my, the my name is Henry Chibuzo, and... Um, Go on. My name is Henry Chibuzo, and uh, it's been the experience coming out here in Vegas to just be with my boys and to, uh, you know, live it up a little bit with Richard for his like, second birthday. I think Birthday boy, how do you feel? Hey. Is, your, is this your first time in Vegas? Yes, my first time in Vegas. Okay, how's it been? How's it been so far? How's the experience been? Okay, the experience has been great. Uh, obviously, you know, Vegas is an electrifying city. A lot of... Uh, you know, uh, casinos, a lot of uh, hotels, a lot of people are happy, people are partying all the time, the city never sleeps. It's just as it says in the movies, uh, no exaggeration, more or less. It's like depending on where you go and you know, who you roll with, you're just going to be up all night. So, well, there's been a fun activity so far. I mean, everyone, thankful to Dion and Sarah Henry for coming through to celebrate my birthday. Maybe it's just all good. All right, cool, cool, cool. It's pretty interesting. Like, I got here. In Vegas uh, yesterday, I'm just going to be here for two and a half days or three days or whatever. I got here on Friday uh, yesterday and the driver, uh, who the shuttle driver for the hotel, he's been in Vegas for 62 years. And he was just telling me, you know, the history of the town and how things have changed. You know, the strippers getting a bit longer. Apparently, his mom was like one of the original showgirls in Vegas, so he's like really ingrained in the culture and I was talking to me about the hotel where I stayed in the Westgate Hotel, how it was formerly the Hilton and how people like Elvis Presley have performed yeah, now the James Bond movie Diamonds Are Forever were shot in the hotel. But Dio, this is like your hundredth time coming to Vegas. Talk to me about your very first time. Or do you know what before we talk about your very first time, give me a little bit of background. Where are you from? Where do you live? And stuff like that. We're meeting this weekend for the first time, but but talk to me about your background a little bit. Okay, well, so my name, like I said earlier, is Dayo Fulade, originally from Nigeria, Wari. Um, grew up in Minnesota, go Vikings. We're about to play tomorrow's Monday, so I hope we win. Uh, let's see. Oh, you follow football? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. American Most football. Nigerians just follow soccer, not necessarily no, football. But... American football, go Vikings, and also hockey. Okay. But, um... Yeah, I was in the military for a while after I got out. I went back to Minnesota. Wait, you were in the military? Yes. What branch of the military? Uh, U.S. Army. Active duty for four years and in the reserve for five years. So a total nice. of nine years. Nice. Can you talk about any secret missions, any covert things you did for the army? <laughs> <laughs> where, where did you guys go to? <laughs> well, the only thing I could say is like, well, I deployed to Afghanistan uh, for Operation Enduring Freedom. In Operation Enduring Freedom. Yes, 2010, okay. 2011. I was in um, Ashrana, which is a pastoral province of Afghanistan on the border of Afghanistan and Pakistan. 
Okay, okay. So how do you get into the Vegas lifestyle? How do you get into gambling? Like how did that happen? Growing up in Minnesota, I can imagine that there are no casinos in Minnesota. Is that a fair assumption? Um, no, no. We have we have some casinos. We have really? at least we have at least I'll say three within within a few a few hours drive, you know, from the cities. We what's have the one. capital? What's the city in Minnesota? What city in Minnesota where you? Uh, so the state capital is Saint Paul. Okay. Um, we have a casino in Shakopee, which is about thirty miles away from from Saint Paul. We have one in uh, Treasure Island. I can't remember the city that is anymore, but that's about an hour and a half from Saint Paul. Then we have Canterbury Park, which is also in Shakopee. That's about thirty minutes from Saint Paul. So we do we do have some you know, we do have some casinos in Minnesota. What's peculiar about Minnesota? Like, what do you guys like to do? Do you guys enjoy sports? Um, I, I want to get a sense of because I haven't been there before, and I want our listeners to get a sense of what it is like. I, I know it's pretty cold, but that's like basically the only thing I know about Minnesota. Is it like closer to like the West Coast lifestyle? Is it closer to like the Utah lifestyle? What what's what's it like? See, Minnesota have its own lifestyle on its own. Um, one good thing about Minnesota is we have 10,000 lakes, and we do have 10,000 lakes. Oh, is that? I thought that was just a saying. Nope, we do have a lot of lakes in Minnesota. Okay. So in the summertime, if you own a boat or you have a friend with a boat, you are out in the water. That's mm. what we do in the summertime. Do those lakes get frozen over like this time of year, like in the winter? I think there's a place in Colorado where, where I live, like called Georgetown, where there's, a, there's like a lake that freezes over. So people take their cars there and like go to like drift and do stuff like on the frozen lake. We do have we do have from um, our lake our lakes to get frozen. It just depends on what you enjoy doing. I've always been the kind of person that believe in when in Rome's to um, act like Romans. So what that means is I try to live each day with uh, to its fullest, and I don't stereotype myself in this is only what black people do. This is only what white people do. Uh, I say that look, it's fun. Go experience it, and you know if you don't like it, at least you've done it once. So you're open to other experiences, you're open to other cultures. And so you're on the right podcast because we, we try to interact with people from different places and, you know, see how other people do things. Not trying to only, like, you know, be the stereotypical whatever color you are kind of guy. But so let, let's talk about Vegas for a little bit. So how exactly did you get into gambling? Because we just came down from the lobby where, we know, I for, you know, FYI for the people listening, like, my first day in Vegas yesterday, I won 58 cents. So we had a slots machine. <laughs> I was betting like pennies and I won like 58 cents. But today I actually went up and I won like 45 extra dollars. I, I bet with like 40 bucks and I won like 85 bucks. But I want to know your story. Like how exactly did you get exposed to gambling? What was the first? And if you can remember. Well, um, let's see. So one thing about being in the military, especially when you're a new show, is you a don't new get... That's a newbie. A newbie. Okay. You don't get welcoming to your unit with open-handed very, very quick. Well, they give you a tough time. They give you a tough time. Okay. Because they don't know who you are. And these are people that have been with each other for months, years. Like, you just can't be in the unit and be friends with them. So what that does is it gives a lot, it gives you a lot of free time. Time to pretty much have nothing to do. And for me, I was stationed in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, home of the 147 Division. Um, nothing to do in Kentucky, nothing to do in Kentucky. Excuse my, excuse my, um, tongue twist. Nothing to do in Kentucky. So the best option is either drive to Nashville in Tennessee or drive to Illinois. 
the, there's a town called Metropolis, which is the border between Illinois and Kentucky by Paducah. How, how many hours are those two cities, like Nashville and Metropolis? So Nashville is about 45 minutes to an hour drive from, from Fort Campbell, from okay. Kentucky, from okay. Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Metropolis, Illinois is about two hours drive. Okay, not bad. I mean, I was in Nashville last year, pretty intense city. Like, that's the home of Jack Daniels. Like, all the bars didn't have windows. Like, there's a strip of bars that's leading, leading down to, like, it's a strip, and the stadium is, like, at the very end of yep. the strip. It's like all the bars, there are no windows anywhere. Everyone's carrying a guitar, and everyone is drinking Jack Daniels. I remember we ordered for for something like the Bloody Mary or something, like the, the waiter laughed or something like that's like a, a tourist dream, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, but, um, yeah, so going back to gambling, going back to gambling, yeah. I'm Nigerians, Nigerians, we don't gamble for shit, you know. We, we gambled our lives, though, the way we did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but when it comes to money, your, dollar, pres your president's in Buhari. <laughs> when it comes to money, a dollar means a lot, so, you know, you know, but personally, you know, the reason I started gambling is, like I said, I have free, a lot of free time in my hand, and needed to do something with that free time. Now, a lot of free money to our parents because yeah. you probably had a bunch of money and you're like, okay, how can I spend this? I wouldn't say a lot of free money, but you know, I was, I'm a single, I was, I'm still single, but I was a single soldier then with no kids, living in the barracks, you know, no, no bills, no, no rents, nothing, no rents. So there was some extra income that, you know, you could, you know, you could either go to go and buy scratch off or go learn something new. So I decided, you know, I was going to learn something new. And that was playing blackjack. And also, I also believe the movie Twenty One also kind of turned me toward that direction because that movie had just was just released then. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe that maybe that also has a you know that also has a reason why I started. I mean, I mean, I remember watching that movie, the Twenty One movie with Kevin Spacey, where there's a couple of people. I think they're in MIT. I think they were counting cards. I'm going to make it every weekend, and they won like uh, I think they won about three hundred thousand dollars or something. To try to go to Mexico. Anyway, that's a good movie if you guys haven't watched it. Um, but why Blackjack? Were you just, did you try different games and that was the one you were drawn to or that was the very first one you just saw and you just fell in love with it? Um, actually, no, I tried um, Slot Machine, but to me, that is just you're pushing a button and hoping you strike all day. And to me, I'm more of a, you know, I love thinking, you know, I love having, a, having to make the decision on what I do. And Blackjack just happened to be that kind of game. Blackjack, you are basically playing against the house. Now, the other house always win, but you also have a heart of winning or losing, depending on what you what you do. So I felt it's a game where you kind of take control of what you do, even though sometimes it might not work in your favor, but you take control of the game rather than just pushing buttons and hoping for luck. Okay, so let me break this down. So I think most people understand what slots are, but slots are those machines where... You either pull a lever on the side or push a button and, uh, you know, there's like you know, different icons. And if you get three of the same icons, maybe bell, 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 then maybe you win. depends on the bets you place. And that's easy. Like, everyone, that's what I played yesterday. I was playing like one penny every <laughs> with every pool and I ended up winning like 58 cents. That was like my very first experience. But we did a little bit of blackjack uh, today. So can you like explain like the basic concepts and you know this might be difficult to do because we don't have video it's like an audio format but like can we can you try to explain how the concept of blackjack how it's played uh, for people who aren't like who are new to this or you might be interested in like coming to vegas or going to a nearby casino that kind of thing 
So the basic concept of blackjack is pretty much 21. Um, it's whoever gets to 21 or get as close to 21, but above 16. So what that means is if you have, well, to begin with, you get two, you get dealt two hands. If your first two hands equals 17. Okay, wait, let's start, let's start from here. So in blackjack, you're playing against a dealer. You're playing against the house, the dealer. Okay, so there's a dealer who deals cards that brings out, shuffles cards and brings out cards, and you're on the other side receiving the cards. Correct. Okay, and in doing that, the dealer first um, shuffles two cards to you. The first two cards go to you, right? Correct. Then two cards to him or her, depending on the gender of the dealer. Then one of the cards is upside down and one is facing up. Correct. And now you can continue. So the objective is to get to what number? Get to 17 and don't break 21. So get to 17 and don't break 21. And I guess what that means is the cards have numbers, right? Correct. Correct. So ace is one. Or 11. Ace is one or 11? Ace could be one or 11. Uh, what what situation is ace one? If ace comes first and a 10 comes next, it becomes 11, oh. which is 21, blackjack. If ace comes first and a three shows, that's one or 11. So you either have a four or you have a 14. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just learning. I'm just trying to learn all this stuff. So there are different numbers on the card. There's ace, what, that can be one or 11. There's uh, what, a three, I guess? There's a three. The base guys are all 10. Yeah, and these are different diamond clubs. Then, you know, there there's the spade, which is a 10, mm -hmm. or the joker, which is a 10. Or oh, the joker's not a there's 10? There's no joker in black. The jack. jack. What, the J? Yeah, the Jake. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, well, jack well, whatever that is. So, yeah. so if you have a J and an ace, oh, sorry, a J and a three, that's 13. That's 13. And the objective is to get to 17, but not go over 21. Correct. So you can play between 17 and 31. Correct. Okay. So so when you want to start betting, you get your chips from the cage or from the casino or whatever. Yep. Maybe you want to bet 10 bucks. You go there, you, you get two five bucks worth of chips. That's right. two. You put the two chips down, so you want to start playing with this. Right. If you get to, if you win the first hand, then the casino gives you an extra 10 bucks. They pay you face value. Face value of, so if you bet a hundred, they pay you two hundred. If you bet a thousand, they pay you two thousand. Yeah. Whatever, things like that. Okay, so continue. Um, but yeah, basically, you just play in the house. You want the house to draw as much card as possible because then its chances of losing are higher than you. So that's pretty much the strategy of the game. You want to try to take as less card as possible because you don't want to lose. You don't want to bust. They call it a bust. You don't want to bust. So you want as less card as possible, but with a high number. So that way you could either get 17, 18, 19, 20, but you want the dealer to have less, lower number, so he could draw more cards and busts. Got it, got it. So if you understand what you're saying, you're saying the dealer starts off giving you two cards and himself or herself two cards. Now those two cards might add up to anything. It might be add up to five, six, seven, whatever. So depending on what it adds up to, like if it adds up to a really high number, like those two cards add up to, let's say at 18, for instance, that's already like pretty high. And you don't want to go over 21. So if the dealer asks you, should I hit or stay? Hit means should he draw, he or she draw another card and add to your already existing card. 
But you seeing that it's 18, like adding another card, except that card is just an ace, there's a high probability of it going over 21. So you can say stay, meaning that no, I don't want another card. Then the dealer deals to himself and sees if he can get up to 17 or 21. Man, you're a pro. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, you already, you already know how to play this game. I mean, we, we just went down and I played for about 20 minutes or so, won about 45 bucks for the first time. But I'm saying that it's a pretty interesting, I mean, I live in Colorado. This last Colorado election, we just legalized gambling. So a lot of people, and we've already legalized weed. So like a lot of people are trying to convert their hotels to gambling hotels. So I might want to like start reading up on blackjack and seeing if there's any strategy to it. But is blackjack more strategy or it's luck? It's more, it's more strategy. And also a little bit of luck on your side. So, okay, so which one is more, strategy or luck? Strategy. Okay, so that means I, if I really put my nose to it, I can like really learn like the stock market. Like it seems random, but you can try to learn. You can try to learn also again. Try to better your chances. Correct, correct. So that's the reason why it comes with a little bit of luck. Okay. Because we'd like to, you know, in life, nothing is guaranteed, and in blackjack, nothing is guaranteed. In life. <laughs> In life of blackjack, nothing is guaranteed. guaranteed. So okay. it, it comes, yeah, it comes with strategy. You know how you kind of maneuver through this world. That strategy, but you never know what might happen tomorrow. So it comes with that. Comes with that little bit of luck. Got it. Got yeah. it. And look, so let me ask you a question about Vegas in general. So we're in this room, this beautiful room where we don't have video, but it's like two rooms in one, right? Mm -hmm. So there's like an adjoining door that have, you know, that connecting the two suites together. You know, it's a very nice hotel, the Westgate Hotel uh, here on Paradise Road in Vegas. And you're getting this room for free. Correct. Correct. How, well, technically, because I wanted to explain, like, how, the, because Vegas, gambling is more or less the product. Everything else is just, like, a prop or a marketing tool to get you to gamble. Yeah. So can you explain how you got this room for free? So in Vegas, well, in any casino, when you start playing, they recommend you to get a player's card. The player's card. How do you get a player's card? Uh, you just take your state ID to give you either your state ID and they'll give you a player's card. And you have to be 21, right? Depending on which state. Some states you could be at 18. Okay. So you, don't, you technically don't have to be 21. But um, they give you a player's card. And with that player's card, they track how much you're winning and how much you're losing. Uh, what your play hand is average on um, your average bet and also um, how you're playing. Some people don't like that because they feel like they're being watched by the casino. But it's like, look, in casinos, there are cameras everywhere. So regardless, they're still watching you. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But they do that because... And like a supervisor, like behind every dealer, there's a guy or a lady or a person who watches. Correct. Who's that person? What's he called? It's just a pit. It's called a pit boss. A page what? A pit. Pit, P oh, yeah, a, pit, boss. a pit boss. A pit boss. So what? And sometimes I saw you one time, like yesterday, summoning to him to come confirm something. When, yeah. when do you? So their job is a middleman between you and the dealer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the dealer might have done something wrong that is on the way off. A pit boss could call to the camera people to review the cards play. Oh, so man, there's actually a camera in every freaking. Oh, there is always a camera. Oh wow! Yeah. So they, they 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 know I've come here. So if I run for office a ten years from now, they know I gambled. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they, they want to research, they, yeah, they know you gambled. Okay. But um, going back to the whole um, how we got the rooms. So when you play, you know, depending on how you play, you get comps from the casinos. Comps could be forms of 
Oh, free room for the nines. Uh, Comps like complimentary. Complimentary. Gotcha. A free room for the nines. A free five dollar bed. Free buffet, depending on what it is. Now there are certain players that the casino provide a dedicated host to them. A host is someone that works for the casino marketing team, and it's the host's job to make sure that you satisfy and you come back and patronize their casino. Because there's a lot of competition, right? You can go to another casino. Correct. So, with that being said, I have a personal host that with good results. Mr. Zach takes very good care of me. I was here in September, went to the NASCAR race for the first time. Wow. Had a private chauffeur um, take me down there. I came down with a friend. She had a birthday cake ready for her, had a nice room. The NASCAR race, I went, you know, I was able to go to the pit to see the drivers, see the crew. Be the nice executive um, um, VIP suite to watch the game. So pretty much they do whatever necessary to keep you coming back. Now they expect you to play because, like once again, it's marketing team. Uh -huh. They are not giving you all this stuff for free. Otherwise, you could go to any other place. They want you to come back. They want you to patronize their, their casino. You don't necessarily have to lose, but they expect an average bet and an average hours of play. So what's the average bets that made you get this room on a complimentary basis? What was like your average, if you could share that kind of information, what was the average time you bet for them to approach you over X, over someone like me who just played for like 20 minutes and I did that once once in a whole year? Um, I can't, I can't, I cannot say for sure, but I'll put it this way. It's personally the way I play. If I win and I have house money, so we're talking about not my personal money, House money. That's the money you want, the extra money. Correct. Okay. I consider those house money. Other people might say, hey, you know what? That's my money now. Fuck it. I consider the house money. I'm not even sure if I can cuss in this podcast. Yeah, sure. It's a okay. podcast. Sir. But um, I consider the house money. And with house money, I can take better chances of winning more money. If I lose, I'm okay. That was my money to begin with. But with house money, I have a better chance of winning more money. So what I do, I start betting more than I normally would bet with my own personal money. So I could bet $100 a hand, $200 a hand, $300 a hand, $1,000 a hand, depending on how much of house money I have. So, you know, that still keeps track of your average over time. So, you know, my average should have been 200 a hand. I'm not sure. But, you know, for this trip, minimum at least for this trip, I know my host is looking to me to play three. 400. So this hasn't been a really um, good trip on the casino side because, you know, we're not playing that much. You know, like um, as I said earlier, we played some penny slots for a, you know, for a few games and we went to play a few blackjack, uh, $10 table. But anyway, that's how you get a host. Got it. Got it. So we're not betting as much as they expect us to. Uh, for the perks we have, but Correct. you talked about average of like two, three hundred dollars a hand, and that might get you some perks. It might not be like a hotel room, but it might eventually turn to that, depending on the hotel and the perks they offer and the number of people are down there at that particular point in time or whatever. But when you say two hundred dollars a hand, what does that mean? Is that for every single bet? Is it for like a session or like for every single bet you make? So it's average. It's an average. So okay, you got average. yeah, it's an average, but it means for every single hand, every single bet. Got it. Yeah, but it's an average. Got it. But it's $200, it's $300. Is 
considered like a high roller because when we went downstairs there was a particular place you showed me like for vip where the high roller suites for right? people who like pay a lot of money go to like for me personally because i won 58 cents for the first time i was happy right <laughs> so like 200 300 dollars i might personally consider that like a high stake bet for me personally for my bank but what what do you think your opinion with casinos oh it is very high stake because high limits start at 25 dollars a hand oh yeah so once it's twenty five dollars a hand, you're considered a high roller. Yeah, well, you consider a high limit better. A high limit better. Yeah, you're necessarily not considered a high roller, but you consider a high limit better. So what's the figure for like a high roller? High roller, hundred a hand. A hundred a hand. Yeah, hundred a hand. It's not common, so that's considered a high roller. Okay, okay. Who are the? Can you give me some stories? I mean, you've been for how 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 long how long have you been come to Vegas now? Vegas. Uh, let's see. My first trip was in September twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, this year is my fifth trip. This year is your fifth trip this year alone. Alone. Oh, so trip. you have you come back every other two months. Every other year, my fifth trip. I was here for New Year. Okay. This year, I was here in February for the football game. I came down with my brothers and some friends for our birthdays in March. I came in September, and now December. Okay, okay. Well, what was your first time? Like, can you still remember the first time you came to Vegas? Yeah, my first time um, is, is kind of weird, long, because I don't really get excited about coming to Vegas anymore. Oh, um, yeah, over it, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like another city now. But I remember my first time, it was um, it was just like, especially when you go to the strip, it's kind of like what you see in the movies. Like, it's all lights and, you know, entertainment, you know, street performers, casinos everywhere. So you get that false excitement like, whoa, I'm in Vegas, you know, what am I going to do? Or like, what shouldn't I do? But um, after a while, it turns into the same thing over and over again. I basically don't even go to the strip when I come to town usually. Uh, Westgate is located about three miles from the strip. And I usually just hang out around Westgate, do things with Westgate. So if you hear from the locals, most locals that live in Vegas don't even come to the strip. That's it's right. just like that. After a while, it becomes it becomes something common. It's not as exciting as your first trip or your second trip. I mean, I can I can kind of relate to that, right? It's exciting for me because it's my first time here. So I'm like, and obviously, I watch all these movies, The Hangover, watch all these James Bond movies about Vegas. I'm like betting. You always imagine when the talks going into like casino or going to Macau, all those kind of places. Uh, it, I can kind of relate it to like when I was living in DC. Like as a local, when I lived in DC for two years, like you know, the White House is always there, whatever. But you see tourists every day, like looking at all these buildings and going around and taking pictures. And you, you live there, it's not fascinating for you because you've seen those things like over and over again. But in as much as you know, you're pretty much used to the city. What are some of the memorable stories uh, that you can remember? Either like betting or just a fun weekend, something that happened that maybe we can write a script on. What happens in Vegas? That kind of thing. As much as we can share. Well, I, let's see, so for my job, I guess I should say what my job is. So my job, I'm a logistics broker. I'm a middleman in between companies that are looking to ship products from one point to another. So coming to Vegas also, I personally also use it as a networking trip. You know, I'm playing at a table with high rollers. Majority of them might have companies or work for companies at a senior level that I could try to talk to them as a salesman to let them know what my company do and what I do um, and to see how I could help them in terms of moving their products. But, um, so are you saying like respectable, like not respectable, like professionals also like come to Vegas and it's not just like 
people who really don't have anything to do, like doctors, lawyers, professionals, people who won't come. He's actually like come to Vegas and it's a good networking. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. This Vegas is a melting pot. You have the good, the bad and the ugly. It's a melting pot. You see you see every kind of people in Vegas. But um an interesting story, I guess I was playing with a guy, he's a doctor from California. And he was a medical playing, doctor? A medical doctor, he was a surgeon. Okay. Yeah, he was a surgeon, um, a feet surgeon. In um a foot surgeon in California. But this dude had bet a whole lot of money. When I'm talking about a lot of money, I'm talking about sixty, seventy thousand. Wow. For the day. And you know, he wanted to give up, but you know, because he's a high roller and you know his net worth I'm pretty sure is very, very high. The casinos take him, meaning they give him a loan on the house. Um they do that to most of their high rollers. They give them, you know, it's kind of like a credit loan. What do you call it? A stake? Yes. They'll stake you some money. It means they're giving you, they're borrowing you money to gamble. They're loaning you money to gamble. Do you pay interest on that? Oh, it depends. It depends, you know, it depends on your credit. Oh, they need credit. They need so credit. it's kind of like a bank. It's kind of like a bank. Okay. Yeah, they need credit. Okay. So if you have a good credit, you might not pay interest. If you have a shitty credit, you might not get it, or you might have to pay interest. So are you saying that if I like, if they do something like that to me and I pull up like my credit report, you see like something casino gambling or something? I mean, it might not say casino. Report. It might not say casino because you know company. they don't want people pulling up your credit report and seeing casino and maybe you know you need you need that for a job. That gambling is not allowed. So it might be some name, you know, some MNG, MNG, you know, asset company. But yes, they do run your credit to provide you there. And sometimes they actually would do an advance. What that means is you write a check from your bank to them and you get a cash that way. And they take from your bank on a different, on a different thing. Got it. Got it. What if, what if that check bounces? Uh, then they then they got then they actually for it. They, they they look for you yeah. basically. Okay, okay. Well, what are some of the other games? Have you always been playing blackjack? Have you tried your hands on like some other games? Like uh, we talked about slots. Uh, we talked about the craps table. What what other games? I've I've tried slot machine every once in a while. You know the 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 high the high limit ones. I might give it a couple of spins. You never know. You might be lucky one day. One you know it might be lucky another day. Also, oh, there's a high limit slot and a low limit. Correct. So the one I played for one cent yesterday, that was a low. Dude, those were low. Dude, that was a lowest limit slot. Oh, that was a I won fifty yeah. cents, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the lowest one you could play. Got it. But you know they have they have high limits, and every once in a while, you know, I give it a try. You know, people get lucky, and you know, one day might be your lucky day. So, but um, I'm I'm more of a blackjack. And the what's it called? Like when we went downstairs yesterday. I'm also starting to see how technology is influencing some of these games, how some of those games are starting to get automated. So if you have like five, six blackjack tables, one of them might be an automated electronic, electronic blackjack table where, you know, you play with like a computer and you, there's like a person on the screen who like shuffles the cards and everything, but that's just like everything automated. Do you advise people to like play electronic or against humans? Personally, I believe against humans, you want to play against real cards. Because not that not that you 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 need to can, can't count cards, but on blackjack, you kind of know the odds of what is coming up because of how many cards have been out in a deck. So if you know how many decks is in a card, you kind of have an idea of what has been out and what is and what is not out. That's not considered counting cards. You just have an idea of what might be what might be left in the shoe, and what might be what, what might have been played already. What's the shoe? A shoe is a deck of cards. 
Oh god, yeah, deck of no, decks of cards. On the electronics game, you don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> no, yes, the shoe is there, but you don't know if the if the shoe has been switched. So personally, I don't advise against playing electronics. I think electronics is I personally think it's a rip-off. Yeah, I mean electronic games they can pretty much program the systems to say, okay, only allow one out of 250 people to win X amount. They can always program it and only allow them win if we have or $50,000 already in the house okay. and all that stuff. So, you know, it's really, it seems random, but it's not, it might not really be random. Even though I'm sure they have a gaming board here to make sure that uh, casinos treat their players fairly and, you know, they don't like rig the game, but like every other thing in Nigeria, it, not in Nigeria, in the US, like the regulators always come after. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I Has there been any surprise for you in Vegas? Like the surprise for me was getting off from the airport and right in front of the terminal where slot seeing the slot machines. Yep. I was like, they expect me to start betting from the what the from hell? Get go. That surprises everyone. That surprises everyone. The minute you get off your airport or uh, the plane and you walk out of your gates, yes, casinos on. Um, there is there are slot machines right in front of you. So yeah, that definitely shocks everyone. You never been in Vegas? That's a wake up call. I was like, what? Like, this welcome to Vegas? Hey, that's what Vegas is known for, gaming. Got it, got it. What else? What, what, what else is Vegas known for? I mean, there are a lot of shows here, a lot of comedians come here. Uh, some people have residences like entertainers, magicians, musicians, like whatever, adult entertainment, whatever, whatever kind of entertainment you look for. It's like, like you said, the melting pot, America's playground pretty much for adults who come here and just have fun definitely and like i say whatever happened in vegas stays in vegas yeah unless you get to get knocked up and she brings it home well what are some of the other cities uh close to i know like colorado just passed like the gambling law what are, i think new jersey i guess is the closest we have to vegas new, new jersey would be new jersey would be because new jersey is actually very um they're very um, advanced when it comes to gambling. Atlantic City. Because um, New Jersey as a state, they've been letting gambling from your phone. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. In New oh, Jersey. Oh, so that's even worse than the airport. Like, yeah. you can, everywhere you go. In New Jersey, you can gamble right on your phone. Wow. Uh, yeah, so New Jersey is actually more advanced than, you know, than Vegas when it comes Vegas. to that. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Well, what else are we going to... I mean, we're recording this podcast because we're kind of like, you know, just... We came down from, we went to go grab dinner, then went to like the blackjack table, then came upstairs to have a few drinks. Or what else are we going to do tonight? What, what's, uh, pass the mic to, to that gentleman behind you. Henry, what's the plan for tonight? What are we going to do? Hold the mic properly. <laughs> I guess like I'm pretty much just following the lead. Because um, yeah, it's not just me. Oh, I'm, I'm with a team and I pretty much just let the guys call um, the shots. So we're supposed to go to the street and just look around, take a couple of dishes, um, just catch a vibe or two, you know, grab some drinks, eat some, you know, go feel like it. And, you know, just go clubbing for a little bit and um, come back to normal, whatever, just pass time, you know, and, and just just uh, uh, strategize for 2020 and look up like business prospects and, you know, all that positive stuff. I mean, why are you keeping it PC, man? You you grab the mic and all of a sudden you're just uh, saying things in a very professional, succinct manner. You know, we're just gonna sightsee on the strip. I have a political career ahead of me. Okay, <laughs> you don't want to put anything on record. I lied. You're boring. You're boring. Birthday boy. I lied. 
Bro, comment say a few things on the mic. This dude, this dude, this dude is is so is so just, bland. I'm just like you know, um, Vegas, Vegas is expensive and Vegas is crazy. So you need to keep it uh keep it getting checked, you know, so you don't go crazy like that. Got it, got it. So uh, pass the mic to FA. So FA, it's your. I shouldn't mention the age. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's your birthday on Tuesday. I mean, I mean, you've you've come this far. Um, I don't know any advice for us, the younger ones. I mean, you're like 20, 30 years older than all of us here. <laughs> what do you What do you have I to don't say? Don't have any advice. Just live your life the best way you can. <laughs> and go ahead. You all die one day. We're all gonna die one day. But live your life the best I'm way you can. Okay. So live your life the best way you can. That's all I have to say. That's an African parent advice for Christ's sake. This is your first time on my podcast. What do you want me to say? You should okay. No good. <laughs> If that's what you want to hear, live your life the best way you can. Pray to God and just pray that as you grow older, you gain more wisdom. And, you know, God keeps you in good health and you live to see many, many, many more years. That's what we all pray for. We live to see our, you know, we live to have kids, we live to watch our kids have kids and watch them grow and all that. You know what? You know what this guy reminds me of? You know, all those times, I don't know how many people are Nigerian listening to this podcast, but you know, all those. Christmas shows they used to do like on NTA and stuff where they give kids the mic to say, oh, what are you thankful for? What do you wish for? That's what you kind of remind me of. But it's all good. It's all good. I mean, yeah, we're here. Uh, we just took a few minutes to record the podcast. I really thank you guys for doing this. Uh, looking forward to doing this in different countries around the world. I, I look forward to going to Macau for some reason, even though that part of the world is kind of like hot right now, but maybe sometime in the future, going to Macau, maybe Dubai. Uh, Barbados, right? In Barbados? Where? Do they gamble in Barbados? Orlando, Bahamas. Bahamas. Atlantis. Okay. Yeah, okay, so Atlantis and Bahamas, uh, a couple of that. Uh, I think I went to Ghana also, there was like a casino in Ghana, which was, which was, uh, uh you interesting. Were in, you were in Ghana? Yeah, I didn't gamble, but there was a casino in, uh, Accra Mall. Like, how, do you, how do you like it in Ghana compared to Nigeria, for instance? How do I like it in Ghana mm-hmm. compared to Nigeria? I mean, I was there as a tourist, so, you know, I didn't live there. So I think it would be an unfair assessment for me. It was very interesting. It was very peaceful. I, I loved the food. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. But I think it would be a different experience, like, if I lived there as a citizen, you know, compared to, like, going there as a tourist. Just, like, coming to Vegas for two days and actually living in Vegas, which is something we spoke about a few minutes ago. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys for being on the podcast. Uh, if you guys want to, you know, say any last words, drop your social media handles. Or, you know, give any, you know, final advice for people coming to Vegas. Uh, you guys have, like, a couple of minutes to do that. So just pass the mic around. Final advice from me. Don't gamble all your money. Save your money. Okay, <laughs> 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 guys. Thanks. Nice. Uh, thanks also for having me. Final advice. Um, life is too short for you to... I know speaking. This is Henry. Yeah, my name is Henry. Um, final advice. Life is too short for you to, you know, be too cautious. Sometimes just, you, you just, just leave life. But um, take calculated risks, you know, because even in business school, they tell you that the greater the risk, the greater the return. So, you know, take, take calculated risks, but still, you know, keep it safe. Got it. All right, Daya, take it home. Final advice, even though I might be the king of blackjack and within everybody here in this room, mm. I still personally think it's a risk that if you are not okay losing, don't do it. If you cannot afford to lose, don't play. That's how people get in trouble, playing, playing. Or doing anything, you know, in the, you know, with, with such risks, you know, um, it does come with an addiction. So if you cannot check yourself to say, okay, you know what, 
I've done enough. Don't do it. If you're not okay, saying, okay, this is fun money, don't do it. Otherwise, you're just going to go broke. But yeah, that's my advice. Twitter, don't have one. Instagram, F A E K 0601. That's F for Fox, A for Apple, E for Edward, K for Kilo, 0601. All right. Okay, <laughs> You can, uh, you, can also, you can also follow I'm me speaking. on Twitter. Okay, this is FA speaking. I'm sorry, I forgot to drop my handle, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at ERA Play Mode. Uh, so on Twitter, that is at I Y A R E Play Mode, P L A Y M O D. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter and see all the good stuff I'll be uh, tweeting about. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. Um, yeah, um, we're about to, you know, everyone is like kind of like getting dressed right now, so we're about to hit the strip and see what happens. I just, you know, thought it important to publish, to record an episode, and so I don't miss a week. I mean, I've been recording for 52, 53 straight weeks now, so I wanted to, you know, just get something to you guys. So, yeah, uh, tell me how it goes. Uh, if you happen to go to Vegas because of this particular episode, uh, reach out to any one of us and tell us how it goes. As usual, uh, follow Culture Class Podcast on social media. It's Culture Class Podcast everywhere uh, except Twitter. Twitter is Culture Class Pod. Send us an email, culturepathpodcast at gmail.com, and stay safe. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey.